Today, we are talking about secrets to building a global employer brand at hyperspeed. And I'm talking to Tatjana Abanaus, who is head of global employer brand at Miro. And anyone who's used to remote working may well have come across Miro before, but you know, tech company moving at pace. And I thought this perfect chance to talk about employer branding at speed because agility is really important. And I'm particularly passionate about making sure that employer branding is democratized and it's accessible to as many people as possible. And I think your approach to China is probably a good, a good thing to investigate. So let's start off with a bit of intro. Tell us a bit about yourself, Tajana. Yeah, Chris, thank you so much for having me. Um, so yeah, I'm a German living in Amsterdam for seven years already. Um, I joined Miro eight months ago. Before that time, I worked for Booking.com for almost six years, where I was in charge of their employer brand and also some DNI activities. My background is in uh, brand marketing, so that's where I grew up and where I learned all yes. the marketing skills, essentially. But I, yeah, I was pretty much... Um, you know, attracted by employer brand from the very beginning. And now I'm truly in love with it. I'm, I'm super passionate about it. And on the personal side, I have uh, two little boys and I live with my husband here in Amsterdam. Love it. Yeah, we've got li there's little ones in the house today. So, uh, yeah, we, we might get a surprise um, additional guest in, but yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Um, when, we, um, when we were talking on LinkedIn, um, yeah, when we were talking on LinkedIn, we, and we had organized doing this this episode like i think a few days later i saw because we hadn't quite sorted out a topic yet but then i saw your you had done a presentation about called the secrets to building a global employer brand at hyperspeed and it's like awesome that just sounds so good so i suppose should we start with that tell us a bit of, a bit about about that kind of the journey that mirrors had and, and then where you are right now through through i'm assuming doing the hyperspeed thing yeah, of course. So I, I just need to reflect back on essentially the time when I joined Miro. So that was essentially in August uh, last year. And, you know, the company has gone through a crazy time of hyper growth. So mm -hmm. you can imagine they grew from 300 to 1800 people in just over three years. So mm -hmm. from a recruitment point of view, you know, the, the pressure was intense. Like we really had to find all of these amazing people Mm. And, um, you know, from us, from an employer brand of point of view, it was clear that if we want to keep up with that pace, we need to build an employer brand at hyperspeed. Mm. And, um, yeah, I think looking back, you know, six months later, we built quite a lot. Um, so we launched our new career site within four months. One month after we launched our new employer brand identity, um, yeah. We increased our social media um, presence by 90%. We built huh. strategies for events and content overall. So, you know, it was it was quite a lot that we have achieved. And, and also when I prepared for this presentation that you referred to, I was just reflecting back and really like thinking, okay, what 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 enabled us to to grow so fast? Um, and uh, yeah, that, that that's what I want to share with you today. Some of my insights and some from learnings that we could share with your audience. Brilliant. Well, I, you know, it's I, yeah, I, I've been, you know, the whole thing around lean startup and startup. So I think that's, I think that's a, a, a great place for corporations of any size to learn from. That kind of thinking, I think, is so important. So, so yeah, it's yeah, I'm super excited about this. So, so what, um, 
So, so yeah, tell us, tell us kind of how, how did you, how did you do this in, in such a short space of time? Yeah. So I think what, what really enabled us to, to, you know, to grow and to really build something so fast was really focused um, on our goals, like massively. We would really deprioritize everything else that would fall underneath. Okay. So first of all, when we joined, um, essentially what we did, um, we talked to our leaders, like really clearly understanding, hey, what are our goals when it comes to employer brand? Because, you know, it can really vary from company to company. You know, some companies, they really focus on, employee retention, others are focusing on um, talent um, marketing. And, and in our case, it was really like, yeah, building greater awareness for Mira as an employer because we really had to find all of these people. Um, yeah. So once we found our destination, essentially, where do we want to go? Um, we looked at our starting point, like where, where are we at now, like during that time? So we did some really quite robust research on what is our current employer branding present and state um, across okay. the entire organization, but also like externally. So we focused our efforts on really having a close look at our uh, employer brand presentation. So back then, like how would we present ourselves to the external world? So that was one pillar, but we also looked into our existing employer brand awareness. Like would people even consider us? Would they be seeing us as an employer? Um, and then also we looked into other like data mechanics, like our brand status quo and so forth. So really had a quite a um, yeah robust look into our data that we had right now. And and we found out that essentially like yeah the, the learnings were quite illuminating. So first of all, we found out that we are at the very beginning of building an employer brand reputation because mm -hmm. as you can imagine, you know the company grew so fast, like, you know, from 10 million users to 45 million users in just two mo uh, 12 months. So Amazing. the growth was massive and there was so much like, yeah, like space for us to explore. But what we, so essentially when we found out like, okay, we are at the very start of this journey, we asked ourselves like, okay, is this like now a good thing or a bad thing? And we realized like, this is a massive opportunity for us to build, build a reputation for Mira as an employer. So that was, I think, our first kind of key moment for us, like, oh, we need to do more. Um, and afterwards, we looked into our presentation. And what we did, we looked at our, um, at the candidate journey, you know, really looking at, okay, what are the touch points that candidates would be utilizing for, you know, exploring Mira as an employer? And we found out that we are not present in many places. Because when I joined back then in August, like, there was a team in place that would be looking after EB, but it was mainly focused on events going to okay. some conferences, doing some meetups and so forth. They did a great job, right? But the journey and the whole candidate journey was just not, you know, fueled with content and so forth. So we realized mm. like, okay, there's a huge opportunity for us to fuel all of these amazing touch points with content. First of all, our careers website. We didn't have a careers website. It was just a landing destination, like a landing page with some some text boxes and then like hey apply now so that was our biggest opportunity to, to really build out that platform where candidates can come and look for content and really explore um you know more about us as an employer but what is our mm. starting point we built out a very robust roadmap and strategy for two years so i will show you a picture later like just like to just highlight how detailed it is but it's essentially a very big plan 
that um, really kept us focused on everything that we would need to achieve and also in the logical like you know reasoning like first we need to build career side then we build out the other channel performances and then we build okay. out campaigns and so forth okay, so yeah, to really nice. have a very yeah. strategic approach to like yeah. your initiatives and what you do first and what you do after really helped us stay focused on our goals and and also helped us push back on any other requests because as you can imagine being an EB, having all these, like working with all these stakeholders and having all these people that you need to support, you can say like, okay, this is our plan for the year. Sorry, we don't have capacity right now. We need to push back on anything else. So that helped us really stay focused on these goals. So yeah, building a strategy and roadmap that was really um, our first key area what, where we focused all our efforts on. And that, that gave you the confidence, say, to to push back i think you're absolutely right because you know it's employer brand roles uh you know it's like they're given the team or the individual are given everything <laughs> as i like, oh can you do this can you do this and actually yeah and you mentioned deprioritizing as well exactly which is great i love that word you know the deprioritizing you know, look we can't we cannot do it do it now and that focus yeah. is fantastic because in a way it, it reminds you and <laughs> gives you confidence to go no stick stick to the plan have the flexibility of course because of the speed of change and everything but you know having that plan is is really important lovely yeah so what was the what was the what was the next aspect of it then so the second one was really looking at our team and how we would enable our little ab team because at mirror we were quite fortunate i i I realized that not everyone in eb has a team you know an internal team to work with um, so I was quite fortunate when I joined, um, we had, um, four specialists on the team that were looking after employer brand. Um, but again, they had a very clear focus on events in the past. Okay. And they also did some content productions, like long format, uh, stories and so forth. But we realized due to our new plan and strategy, we need to, um, shift our priorities and efforts. And we also realized that we need to equip our team with specialized talent which I truly feel is super important. I think mm-hmm. in our IB world, you know, you tend to be, especially when you're on recruitment, you tend to be like, oh yeah, there's a, there's a recruiter who has so much interest in content, just like, mm-hmm. you know, take them on. And if you want to scale, if you want to really elevate your employer branding effort, especially when it comes to the external presentation of your employer brand, I truly believe that you need to get um, specialized talent on board that have um, experience in content marketing, whatever your plan tells you to do. So we got a very specialized um, content lead on board um, that would really help us scale our content efforts, um, build out strategies for our own media channels um, and so forth. So that was the first activity that we probably did in order to really equip our team. And then secondly, really like, um, yeah, listening to my team. Right now we are quite, um, we are, pretty much everywhere. So we are a remote team. So I have two team members um, sitting in Yerevan right now in Armenia. I have one in Berlin, one here with me in Amsterdam, the other one with me in the US. We are very remote. Um, So trying to find like letting the team come closer together and working more um, uh, efficiently together. Um, But what I realized also when I joined is that um, there was quite a big misalignment with our brand team. In the past, you know, we had to really, um, we had to rely on on their creative expertise 
in order to get projects done, for example, if it's copywriting or designers and so forth. And as you know, you always need to fight for a resource, especially sometimes when you're in a team outside of brand, but you still need to kind of work with them. So what we did, we, we first of all established a very close relationship with our brand team and really let them know like, hey, this is our strategy and roadmap. But what we also did, we equipped our own little team with creative resource. So now we have a, um, a contractor who is a designer who can support yeah. us if we need to do something fairly quickly. You know, for example, if like, oh, tomorrow we have this post on social, we need to create a creative ASAP. So we can really, you know, use these resources as kind of emergency um, yeah. requests. Um, so that would really enable us to still, you know, be agile and flexible whenever needed, but obviously still partnering very closely with the brand team so i think that was quite an i would say it's not a it was not a major major shift for the team but still enabled us to to really work um yeah just more agile and efficiently with all the projects that we are having um and yeah now so we have a we have a bit of a global team that sits with us um in, in emir and then essentially we have this I call it outer cycle. So that's the, the brand resource that we are working closely with, the, the external contractors that we are collaborating with. And then also we have this, like another cycle, which is more, yeah, we rely heavily on agencies as well. Um, so you can't get it done all by yourself. That's my, that's my biggest, uh, in way. So yeah, you're right. Typically you got, you know, brand teams and marketing teams are very busy. Talk about deprioritizing. You know, they got a whole load of other things they need to do. And I think by you coming with a plan, one thing is like, we know exactly what we want to do. We have a strategy in place. I think that's a massive tick course, isn't it? But then also going, don't worry. We're not expecting you to all of a sudden increase your capacity by 30% to do all this. You know, we have a team in place. They are yeah. specialists. But also, and this is good commercially as well, is that you have that outer support which is contractors that you can then call upon which means you're not investing huge amounts you're investing when you need to invest rather than rather than all of a sudden having like a massive a bigger headcount than you maybe need to um so i yeah exactly. it feels like that was the perfect way to then make sure actually the brand team were were on board with things because they knew that they they knew the direction you're going but knew that they didn't have to deliver it all or a lot of it. It's brilliant. Absolutely. And to really like, we, we, we heavily rely on them still if it comes like to more, you know, strategic projects, like more foundational work. For example, we developed our new employer brand identity very closely together with them because I really wanted to, them to be heavily involved when creating the foundation for our employer brand. But now essentially we have playbooks and we know how our employer brand comes to life. So now we can essentially take all the more like tactical initiatives on by ourselves. Obviously, we still share the work with them. Like, hey, this is what we produce ourselves. This is okay. So now we can go live. But yeah, like, you know, involving them at the right time in the process, like helped us massively in order to like keep the agility for our teams. Your, bra yeah. your experience in brand, like definitely shines through on this. You know, it's it's... But getting them involved yeah. is, 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 is fantastic because, again, they're, they're part of – if you're co-producing it with them, then they are very much on board with it. So then when you do need help and you are doing a piece of work that might be, you know, a bit of a 
a push in terms of effort, you know, then actually you know that it's you're uh, you've got a bit of a head start with them. Um, also, that thing about specialisms as well. Yeah. Typically, and this I think this also this this is the case for social media, and still is for social media actually, although it's starting to change. Is in employer branding and in social media, it's been. You know, you look at look at the two job descriptions. <laughs> Can you do this? Can you do this? This this <laughs> left brain left brain stuff, right brain stuff. Um, you know, it's it's expecting like one person to do so many different things. Now it's good to have that yeah. experience, that breadth of experience. But ultimately, I, I love the I love the fact that you brought in specialists to do it um, because you're in a way building your own kind of agency within within the business. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much so. Um, I think that's probably not my end goal to be like an agency in there. But yeah, yeah, you get it. Like it's exactly, it's really building like this the specialty in house. And now we are really also supporting you know, the entire people function. You know, with yeah. uh, advice on any creative projects and supports because we are pretty much like a little marketing function within HR with mm. all the expertise and and specialties on board. So. No, but also what you just mentioned regarding like, yeah, um, having specialists on the team. What I also saw that, you know, my team, like also the remaining like team members in my team who I took over when I joined, they learned so much from that specialist within our team. When it comes to content, she brought all of this knowledge into our little team. And now they're like really flourishing and learning and growing so much that we would have never achieved without. And then, you know, hence we grow from within, you know, we just become stronger. So it's not getting stuff done, not only about getting stuff done, it's about really fueling your entire team and enabling them, so. Brilliant, this is, I'd say this is, I know there is a good reason I wanted to have this chat with you because I think, yeah, this is, I think this is fantastic. So you've got the, you've got the, see, strategy in place which means you've got the flexibility but also the kind of the structure to make sure you're focusing on the right things which means you're getting buy-in when it comes to having the right team involved you've got the team involved as well yeah what else is there in terms of the you know what else did you do yeah there was one last area that we really focused our efforts on a lot of just scale and that's what i mentioned already it's like building our unique and compelling employer brand identity um, because <clears throat> excuse me essentially when i joined miro um in august the team had already deployed uh, our employer value proposition which is crucial right? right it's like the pretty much the foundation it's the rational thinking of why someone would want to join miro but I realized that there's one thing missing. It's essentially like a unique creative narrative that, you know, you could, you know, how you would positioning yourself externally. So essentially that creative layer on top of the EVP that was missing. Because if you have a look at the EVP for a lot of tech companies, it's pretty much like, it sounds pretty much similar. Like it shouldn't be that way. But, you know, if you see that at the EVP, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, this, this could be any other SaaS company, right? But we needed to find a very unique and creative way to tell that narrative to candidates. Um, so that is what we wanted to do. So we worked really closely together with our brand team uh, and other stakeholders within the business to really, you know, yeah, uh, identify a concept, a unique narrative. Uh, and what we did, we started with research. So we looked into like, okay, what, how, what would candidates attract to come work for Miro? And we, we found out that a lot of our candidates 
they love our product. You know, there's this huge mm. love for our product. Like that's what they want to join. Like, oh yeah, I've heard of Mirror before. I used the tool. It's such a fantastic tool. I would love to explore more. Um, so we wanted to connect that um, um, the love for our product with the essence of how it is to work at Mirror. And we developed a concept. Lovely. Concept. Um, it's called a, a career without edges. So as you can okay, say, yeah. it's like a play on the indefinite canvas because as our product mm. offers this limitless canvas for people to, you know, bring their ideas to life, we as Miro offer a career without boundaries. Like, you know, mm. people can really explore and pursue their passions and look for new opportunities within, within Miro as an employer. Um, so we have this new concept now. It lives on our career site. So that's, that's where we, first of all, you know, brought it to life. And what we did after we produced these playbooks, like it's like really, it's like, it's like a board. It's not a playbook. It's like this yeah. thing we needed to build a board for it. But it's essentially mm -hmm. a very compelling board where everyone in the company can find out more about our EVP, but also our new concept and what's the narrative behind that. Um, so we really wanted to ensure that everyone really understands the narrative and knows how to use it externally um, to promote it and so forth. Um, and now, yeah, we are using these playbooks. We also produced uh, a training, like it's a, it's a training path that every employee can yeah. take in order to like really get into it. Um, and that really helps us to scale because right now, like whenever we do, we go back to the concept, you know, we think like, okay, how can we yeah, bring it to life? And that, I think that was one of like a very crucial piece of us um, being able to scale at speed. Mm. Definitely. And, and you weren't using a PDF, yeah. you know, you were using something quite dynamic, you know, and in terms of, you know, a resource that people can look at and have conversations around and embed rich exactly. content rather than just yeah. what is usually has been used, which is yeah. a toolkit, which is a PDF. Maybe it's got hyperlinks yeah. in it, which takes you to a certain page, but ultimately the canvas that you have is, yeah. is, is, a, is, yeah, is a lot more yeah. collaborative, isn't it? Which is more much fantastic. Yeah. We also we also wanted it to be a board because we are iterating, you know, as we go. Also, yeah. we went through hyper growth. You know, the company grew grew like crazy. Now we are a bit at the at the plateau, so we won't mm. be growing so much anymore. So now, obviously, also our EVP will probably evolve. Mm. So we also, you know, that that board enables us as well to do testing and iterating, and then really update as as we go without updating PDFs and like send a new version of it so yeah i think that's that that work was really quite a successful initiative for us to to scale massively yeah and it's it's um because actually who you, yeah who you might need to recruit will change isn't it? if you look at read lots of like you know books from entrepreneurs and listen to talks from entrepreneurs or look you read about startups they'll tell you that you know you know the kind of people you you need to recruit at in one year Maybe very different to the people United need to recruit yeah. another year because first of all they need to be in a position to be able to be part of a cling on to the ride, you know, and mm -hmm. and move very fast. But then <laughs> you get to a stage when you need to, you know, you need to bring more structure into it. Yeah, I'll be look. That could be a whole episode in, in its own right, you know. But that thing about being able to adapt mm -hmm. the kind of people you hire, you look for is really important. And I think it's so easy for employer branding to be put in the pigeonhole or the box of six to 12 months. I've seen 18 months of projects before developing an employer brand, launch it, and then it's returned to in three years time, two years time. 
maybe longer, but having something agile mm-hmm. like you're talking about is, yeah, is, is absolutely, I think in my view is like such an important thing to, to, to try and to, to investigate, I think. I mean, so how long did it, I mean, you mentioned a little bit of it at the beginning, but from start to not finish, but from having the EVP in place to then scaling it to having a website, to being on LinkedIn, to having your, you know, having your guidance for employees. How, how long was that? How long does it take? Yeah. Um, fast, like we, we moved quite fast because we had a, a lot of pressure on this one particular project, the career site. <laughs> mm. There was a lot of, um, lot of visibility behind that. So from start to finish, from briefing to delivery, I would say uh, four to five months. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. And rollouts of playbooks like six months, yeah, half a year. So yeah. um I think when when I joined and I heard like, okay, yeah, let's let's build a career site within the next uh, two quarters, it was like, Ooh. <laughs> 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 uh, how are we able to do this? Um so I was quite surprised as well when, when we did it in the end. But um no, it helped us. It was a massive uh milestone for us. So we we, we kept our efforts like so focused on moving on with this. So and the and, and the career site doesn't stay like that, does it? As well, the career site is it goes to iterations, yeah. you know, and it is a thing that can grow along with the team, along yeah. with the changes in demand for the talent you're looking for. So, so um, yeah. what do you think about all of the content slash experiences that you've created off the back of all of this? What's the what are the pieces that put the big smile on your face and going, you know what? That's yeah. I love what I do. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm terribly proud on our career side. Um, so yeah. we went live with our MVP version uh, yeah, in, nice. in Jan, and now we are working on the second release. So we really worked on like optimizing it even further. We looked into uh, data points, like how can we make the, the search uh, results uh, or the search options like easier and so forth. So that that's a, that's a project I'm very proud of. And then also really you know, brings the concept to life in a very beautiful way. Um, another content piece I'm, I'm very proud of is our um, new uh, senior engineering film. Um, so I think it's yeah. the first one that we ever did in the company. We were portraying our uh, senior engineering leaders in the company. Um, so I think it's a very beautiful, authentic piece on our engineering culture um, that we are, we'll be launching uh, in the next few days. So. That reminds me, like, I love my job so much. Yeah, it's like, just love it. <laughs> I, I love what we do because, like, when you, when you, someone's job is not everything about themselves, of course not, but, you know, it's such a big part of someone's life that to hear them talking about what mm-hmm. they do, you know, is, 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 is fantastic. You know, and what we'll do is when, when, um, when this episode is, is published the video i'm sure will be ready by then so we'll make sure we get some of that footage into the episode and um and i'll put a link to it in the in the episode description for sure um great well uh, we could have talked a lot a lot longer you know it's uh it's a fascinating subject maybe we get 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 you back and see what things are like you know six months later um but um yeah that's really good i really appreciate it thanks very much and um yeah enjoy enjoy the rest of your day thank you so much chris thanks for having me thanks bye